You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Missouri Tigers from KCSN, which features multiple shows each week with Border War with former Missouri forward Jarrett Sutton and former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins. And Mizzou, that's who, with insider Gabe Diarmon, Maggie Johnson, and Tucker Franklin. The latest news, the top stories, and an insider perspective to keep you in the know. Make sure to follow us on your new home for Missouri Tigers podcast, KCSN. And now, the latest on Mizzou Athletics. Ladies and gentlemen, the Missouri Tigers got him. Williams Winery, the five-star defensive end out of Lee Summit North High School, in Kansas City is going to be a Missouri Tiger. I am here with Gabe Yarman to break it all down on the special edition of Missouri That's Who. No Maggie today, but Gabe, how are you doing? Uh, about ready to calm down a little bit. It has been a hectic, I don't know, 10 days or so. Um, you know, these, these five-star big-time recruitments tend to have a lot of things that we don't really know if they happened or not, but they get reported as happening. And so when it's a kid this high profile, when you do what I do every day, people are like, well, what's going on? And I'm like, well, kind of the same things that were going on yesterday. And then 40 minutes later, it's like, but what's going on now? Well, I, I mean, I'll be honest, like after his commitment is the first time I've spoken to Williams Winnair, right? Like he hasn't returned messages. In, we didn't even think he was a possibility yeah. probably until at least June when he scheduled an official visit. And even then was kind of like, eh, I, it's possible, but it doesn't seem like it. So we haven't really, he hasn't really been on our radar for the f- past six months or so up until, you know, early July after his visit here, then it kind of started to seem like, hang on the NIL stuff, you know, parents really pushing. You can be close to home. Eli Drinkwitz pushing that hometown hero angle. This is becoming a little more serious than people thought, and that's when we really got into it. Yeah, it's been a very interesting recruitment, as you mentioned, but I want to get to the angle, you know, Mizzou's got themselves a pretty good class now. Uh, when, when you talk about adding a five-star to it, they did have, they were, I believe, 61st in the country before adding him. Yeah. Um, so not a very highly touted, a highly ranked class, as we talk about this on the podcast all the time, Pod, or, Rankings for classes are just kind of all over the place. You never know who's going to pan out, who's going to not. But how big is this for Drinkwitz in terms of recruiting, keeping a kid who is a top three prospect, one in some places, at least top three in a bunch of different other recruiting circles? How big is that for him to keep him home and have him come to Bazoo? I mean, it's huge. It is, you know, because you can argue what's important in recruiting classes. Is it the top end? Is it the star power? Or is it the depth of the thing? And, and realistically, it's some of both. Um, you know, this class might have a bunch of guys that contribute, but what it didn't have until Monday afternoon was the kid that you look at and go, oh, hang on, he's he's playing next year, and he's probably starting next year. And, yeah. like, look, that's just, that's the reality of the situation. When, when the kid is this highly touted, when money is now involved in it, he, he will absolutely not redshirt, and he will probably start season you know um if not certainly by year two because he's not going anywhere to sit but that bumps this class up so much and look good players want to play with other good players right so this now you know Missouri already seemed like it was in pretty good shape with Ryan Wingo this makes them in a little better shape um 
it maybe brings Jeremiah McClellan or even Andrew Sprague or some of the other top 10 kids in the state back to, well, hang on, if, if it's good enough for him, maybe I should take another look at this, you know, so um, big on all those fronts. And this is the second most highly rated kid Missouri has gotten since we've been doing this. I mean, Tony Van Zandt in 85 was probably would be the number one recruit in the country, but there weren't enough people really doing this to know. Uh, DGB was number one in 2012 by everybody. That um, That's a record that legitimately cannot be broken. It can be tied, but it cannot be broken. Uh, but then Luther Burton and Sheldon Richardson were both number four. We've currently, our rankings, our five stars were just actually redone Monday morning. Uh, Williams is, is holding it number three in the country. Like you said, other places, some somebody else does have him number one, but consensus top three among the people that do this. So, um, I, you know, it's just not the type of kid that has come to Missouri very often. And look, we'll, we'll get to, he isn't yet coming to Missouri. He has said he is going to come to Missouri. There is a difference there. Correct. This is a, a verbal commitment, I believe. It, nothing is, is yeah. signed on paper. The NIL, or the NIL, the NLI doesn't get assigned until December, right? Like, it's it's a little bit later. December 20th is the first day he can sign anything that actually ties him, locks him into going to Mizzou. Now, there's some talk of, could he sign a financial aid agreement? Can he do this to start getting NIL payments? But the first day he signs anything that forces him to attend the University of Missouri is December 20th. Gotcha. I, I say forces, like that's that's not a great word, but you understand what Yes, that 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 Biden's him. Yes, I, yeah. I I do. Um, and again, we had this conversation on a, on I think it was last week's podcast talking about how big that bill that was passed in in the Missouri uh, state legislature, uh, basically saying that if he is from Missouri, which Williams is from Missouri, yes. he can start making money if he says that he's going to go. And I believe the verbiage the verbiage of the of the bill is very. Um, loose in terms of what they consider work yeah. in terms of what they consider uh committing to the university i guess you could say yeah it's it, the best uh it, the best analogy i have when i was 16 years old there was a, a story on uh local news in kansas city that said uh this place is in trouble they are giving fake ids to underage kids so of course everybody i knew immediately went to that place <laughs> right and and to get the fake id you had to have another form of identification. So I took out, and I'm really dating myself, I took my Camelot Music repeat performer card. I signed this in front of them, and I said, see, that's who I am. And they're like, cool, here's your, here's your ID. You're 21 years old. It's amazing, right? So, so like, maybe somebody can sign their Camelot repeat performer card in the state of Missouri and start getting NIL money. We really don't know. And and I'll be honest, like I've had a bunch of people ask me questions about this. I'm not a lawyer, guys. I didn't right. write the bill. We're we're looking through this the best we can. Um, but the approach to NIL by a lot of different schools seems to be, hey, we're going to kind of do, you have punted on setting any rules. So we're going to set our own rules. We're going to do whatever the hell we want. And we're going to assume, based on the fact Sean Miller's still coaching, Bill Self's still coaching. All this other stuff is going on. You really probably not going to come do anything to us. You know, um, we'll see. I I make no promises when it comes to this 
this law and exactly what it means. All I'm passing on is is kind of what people that should know more that I hope know more about it than I do have told. It's a very it's a very fair assumption. Uh, yeah, it's it's a very interesting thing because I think even in the bill it says like the NCAA can't get involved in it, and which is also a line that is. I, I don't know the right word. It's 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 incredible. It's just like and so, yeah. The thing about all this nil stuff, it's and it it ties into transfers and tampering and everything. You know, my favorite thing in college sports is how all these coaches will publicly kind of whine in the media, right? Like, well, you know, tampering and this is going on and that's going on, but none of them ever actually do anything. Because right. they're all doing, right? Like, I, I mean, if you are going to turn in another school for, hey, we think they're doing stuff that we think is shady as NIL, cool, what are you doing in NIL? It, you've you've never talked about NIL with a kid, right? That, right? That's not happening. Oh, never mind, we good. You know, so, and, and my favorite part about this particular recruitment is the number of, over the last few weeks, and I'm sure over the next few days, how many Oklahoma fans I will have coming at me as if I had anything to do with this decision or recruitment saying, right. You know, well, he's only going there for the money. Well, I mean, maybe, but like, it's legal. Who cares? Like it doesn't matter why he's going there. The money is legal. The only point is to get his signature. I, you know, we have this idea that all these kids love the school the way the fans do. And most of them don't, it's just their place to play football or basketball or whatever. Yeah, what what football has going for them is not a one and done thing in football. Um, and like if, if this happens in basketball, you know, you get a one and done. That's good for the program, right? It's good good for that. But I, I think that there's been a lot of, uh, I don't think negativity towards towards drinking his recruiting. I don't think last year's class was up to where people expected it to be. Um, but uh, I think that this, the getting a five star, being in contention for McClellan and Wingo over on the on the other side of the state is big for, for uh, Drinkwitz, but I want to talk about what he can, what, uh, well, whenever he can kind of do on the field. I saw someone comp him to, I believe it was Alan Treyu, who comped him to A.J. Epinesa. Um, which okay. Comping, comping high school players to professional players is certainly interesting. That That is the mildest comparison I've heard. <laughs> the other two I've heard are Mario Williams, number one overall draft pick in 2006, yep. and his high school coach told me two weeks ago, he reminds me of Julius Peppers, but I think he's bigger than Julius was in college. Um, <laughs> Julius had 159 sacks in the NFL, and yeah. if he's not in the Hall of Fame, I think will be. Oh, by the way, also started on the basketball team in North Carolina at 6'6", 260-something. You know, so these are, uh, these are not, um, I guess, shy, bashful comparisons for Williams. But look, I went back and looked since... In the last, like, 12 years or whatever, there have been 33 kids who are ranked in the top three at Rivals and ha are already NFL draft eligible. 26 of them were NFL drafted. So, like, recruiting rankings are not perfect. But if you are ranked where he is ranked, there is about an 80%, 75 to 80% chance that he is going to be an NFL football. That's a good shot. You'll take that shot. Um, <laughs> because because the odds on the rest of them are probably somewhere around like 8%. You right. Know? Yeah. 
People do like to focus on like, oh, this guy was a zero star coming out. Now he's playing in the NFL. That doesn't happen. Right. Uh, it happens, but not a lot. It does. But uh, I am interested, too, what this says about, you know, the confidence in Blake Baker and the Mizzou defense now getting back to that D-line zoo type of attitude that they had in the, the 2010s, uh, the early 2010s. Um, do you think that this gives a little bit more uh, vote of confidence in Blake Baker, the defensive system that they got going on, especially coming into this year? They've got a pretty solid de- defense. Yeah, this year it's going to be important, obviously. I mean, Isaiah McGuire went in the third round last year. Um, they have four or five guys who could have gone pro and came back. Yeah. Um, so it's about backing up what they did last year. And, and my kind of, we asked some of the players this question, what's harder being good when nobody thinks you're going to be any good, which nobody did before last year, right? Or being good when everybody thinks you're going to be good, right? Now you got to go back up what you did last year. And we got mixed answers. I think it's a little tougher to do it when people expect it, but tying into this recruitment, it, this now, like you said, there haven't been any complaints about Eli Drinkwitz's recruit. His ability to get a kid to sign on the dotted line has never been the question. Right. The question has been, how's that translate onto the football field? And now it's big, right? If if they go out and go six and six, then you're going to have two questions. A, does he get to come back and coach another year? And B, like irrespective of that, is it enough to hold on to Williams Winery and to Ryan Wingo if they get him and to some of these players on the roster? And we don't know the answers to those questions. So, yeah. look, what's going to come out of Norman, Oklahoma in the next few days is, well, that's fine. He committed. But, like, Drinkwitz is on the hot seat, and we'll get him in December. And four months away, I, I would— I. I was nervous for 10 straight days after I predicted this kid was coming to Missouri this time. I don't know what's going to happen in four months. You know, right. so is it out of the question? No, but you'd always rather be the one trying to hang on to the kid than the one trying to go steal. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, things out of Columbia would be the same way. If he was going to if he was going to uh, Oklahoma, people would be saying, hey, you know, four months is a long time let's try to get him back this way uh, but Gabe let's go ahead and take a break first I've got to tell the good fine folks listening to this podcast about our friends at home field apparel look if you want to celebrate Missouri getting a five-star recruit from Kansas City there's no better way than going to homefieldapparel.com and check out their new Mizzou drop that they got out right now uh, great stuff they got the mighty Mizzou shirt they got the fighting tiger shirt they have a tiger script shirt They've got a lot of great designs over there at homefieldapparel.com. Make sure to go check them out there. And if you want more than just Mizzou, they've got 150-plus colleges. If you're into maybe some D2 stuff, maybe you feel like Ferris State, Colorado School of Mines, you're a big Tulane fan, want to support uh, maybe a Chiefs guy, a Daenerys Prince. they got Tulsa over there, so make sure to go check them out. As always, they're great friends of the podcast, great supporters of what we do at Mizzou that zoo and special listeners for your first order you can get 15% off by using the code KCSN23 at checkout that's 15% off your first order with KCSN23 at checkout now Gabe when we get back we're going to get into some more stuff and some more recruits but but let's take a break we'll be right back after this thanks for listening to KC Sports Network make sure you download our new app find it on the App Store or Google Play just search KC Sports Network We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back into Mizzou That's Who here on KC Sports Network. Just hanging out with Gabe Diarmid today because we have an emergency podcast. Uh, emergency podcast because Williams Winery, the five-star defensive end out of Lee Summit North High School, which, by the way, I know we talked about this before, they're they're cranking out some recruits. They're cranking out some studs recently yeah. uh, out of Lee Summit North. Uh, very talented program. He is committed to the University of Missouri. Big recruitment there. Um Gabe, any final thoughts on, on Williams coming to Mizzou that we haven't really touched on yet before we move on to some other guys' potential recruitment to, to Missouri? Um, You know, just, it, it, again, I, like Eli Drinkwitz and, and his staff, Kevin Peoples and Blake Baker uh, particularly, deserve a lot of credit for this because this wasn't on anybody's radar. I mean, this was for months considered Oklahoma, Tennessee, then maybe Oklahoma, Georgia. And only in the last, you know, that that official visit in late June, I mean, like, it was a big risk on Missouri's part because that was their big visit weekend, and they treated it as, this is williams Winery weekend and kind of Ryan Wingo weekend, and then the rest of the people are also here, right? And they got a lot of those kids in the next month, which was good, um, but there was so much of this class kind of riding on those two five-star kids and they've got one again verbally committed um it's a huge statement for missouri i mean i i look back you know most like top three players they they mostly they don't go a lot of different places right you'll get a one-off now and then but like missouri missouri is is one of the more successful programs with top five kids outside of what you would consider the powerhouses, right? This is the fourth one um, in in the last, early in the last, what, Sheldon Richardson was 09, Gabbert was 08. So the last 16 years, they've gotten four top five kids out of a possibility of 64. I mean, that's a pretty good hit rate for a program that a lot of people don't put in the Georgia, Ohio State, USC type conversation. It's not bad. And when you talk about the recruiting side of it, you mentioned, you know, Drink's ability, his strong suit, I think, has always been in the recruiting department of things. And one of the big emphasis he had, which I think is a, is a good emphasis to have, especially in the state of Missouri, was to lock down the borders, was to keep those kids who were in Kansas City, who were in St. Louis, home. And that's obviously a, a big emphasis for them. And, and there's some, there's been some great football players come out of Ezekiel Elliott, a guy out of St. Louis who had the potential to come to Missouri, went to Ohio State instead. But to have so, to just to keep those guys home, I think, is just so big. Yeah, see, it's it's always actually been a phrase I don't like because it's not realistic. You're never getting like Garrett Pinkle used to say, seventy five percent of the kids. It's not going to happen. 
Not unless you because I mean, Arkansas oddly kind of usually does that because that's Arkansas's pro team. LSU tend right. Yes, but it, you know, especially once Missouri moved to the SEC, there are a lot more big time schools recruiting this state. So saying we're going to lock down the borders is unrealistic. What Pinkle did such a good job of was when there is a kid like this, like a Sheldon Richardson, a Blaine Gabbert, a Jeremy Macklin, right, a four or a five star kid in the state of Missouri. He got the vast majority of those. He missed Lawrence Maroney in his first year, and then he missed Adrian Claiborne and Ezekiel Elliott. But other than that, the guys that you identified early and said, you really need to close on this kid, he closed on him. And and the reason that's so important is because if Williams Winery is not from the state of Missouri, like Missouri has almost no chance. Right. Right. If Ryan Wingo is from Ohio, he's not coming to Missouri. Um, he's not even likely visiting Missouri. So when you have that, whether they're in the state of Missouri or maybe East St. Louis or Overland Park, Blue Valley, that area, like that's when it becomes really important because you're not, again, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, they can go, yeah, five-star in California, we can go get that kid. I mean, you can't go get that kid, and most college programs can't. So that's why you have to take advantage of the kids that are in here. Let's talk about another five-star guy um, that's on the other side of the state when Ryan Wingo is still undecided. It seems like when you go on social media, Gabe, I know this is a very dangerous thing to do, but when you go on social media, it seems like they're very focused on Wingo when it comes to recruiting, especially on on Twitter. Um, What what do you think, what's what's the latest uh, on Wingo in, in Mizzou? Well, last we knew, he said he's going to announce on December 20th. He may hold to that. I don't know. He may move it up. Um, but there has been, I, I actually put in a prediction for Wingo to Missouri before I put one in for williams Winery. Yeah. Just because for about a month now, I've always said the order of likelihood for Missouri to get them was Wingo and then Winery and then Jeremiah McClellan. In, in that order, I, I just kind of felt like Missouri had a had, was in a little better shape than Wingo, with Wingo, and that's what kind of people that that are closer to it felt as well. So um, Texas is major competition there. Wouldn't mm-hmm. completely write off Michigan, uh, maybe Tennessee. Uh, you know, I don't know what five hats he'll eventually have. The kid has taken a ton of visits. He will probably take some more. Um, but Missouri is Missouri is is right there for him. And a, again. Getting a kid like Winery, like I don't think they have this thing. Hey, we're going to play together in college because Ryan Wingo wasn't really considering Oklahoma. But I do think it helps good players want to play with other good players. Absolutely, and we've seen you know uh, the Madison kid who originally was from the Kansas City area, who's now down in I think he's in Florida now, who has been big in uh, recruiting other players on social media. That seems to be a trend recently. Is when when kids go places, they start to. Uh, recruit other other places but um, no very interesting especially I wonder how much Jacob Peeler does play into this because I remember when yeah. Joshua Manning committed I had asked him kind of like hey how big is it having Jacob Peeler there who is who's a guy that coached some pretty NFL ready receivers when they came out and his the whole nasty wideouts thing you know, that whole brand that they kind of have and listen if they're if he's not good at anything other than recruiting wide receivers it's committed it's creating a brand uh, for wide receivers because that is is very strong yeah, um, and and I've heard you know that that Wingo really likes Peeler, um, yep. that Madison does, that Manning did. You know, he's he he's uh he's definitely a guy who has has pulled his weight in this program in the last couple of cycles. 
great hire. Uh, that's a great hire right there for them. Um, no, the Wingo recruiting is interesting, especially because of the the wide receiver room with Luther Burden there too, uh, a guy from the, that same St. Louis area. Um, an, another wide receiver that did commit verbally to Ohio State, Jeremiah McClellan. Uh, do, do you think Missouri's still in on that? I know you said a verbal commitment, uh, but but what do you still think about that one? Yeah, I think they have a shot. But, you know, the funny thing is, is Missouri fans will be very upset when Oklahoma fans are saying, well, it doesn't matter till December <laughs> yeah. over the next few days. But this is exactly what Missouri fans are saying about Jeremiah McClellan, right? Like, right. I've always thought Missouri's better shot at getting him was a little bit down the road than it. Like, if he was going to stick to his announcement timeline of Sunday, which he did, I felt pretty strongly that was going to be Ohio State. Now, look, it is very difficult at this point in time to argue that a wide receiver going to Ohio State is making a poor decision, right? I mean, they have been just an absolute factory under uh, Brian Hartline for the last six or seven years. And so, you know, I, I am by no means saying that Missouri, like Missouri should feel like it has a better than 50% chance, but Missouri will continue to recruit. And, you know, again, if you get Winery, if you get Wingo, if you maybe turn somebody else's attention in state, it at least gives him something to think about. I mean, uh, right. odds are he's going to sign with Ohio State because he committed there in August. And I don't think Ohio State is going to do a whole lot to damage it, despite the idea that people say, well, if if Ryan Day loses to Michigan for a third straight year, maybe you need to fire a guy who's won like 97% of the rest of his games. I don't right. think that's probably too likely. I don't think so either. We, I just did a Big Ten preview with Matt Miller, and we, we were talking all our college football show about that. Of, of, is he going to be on the hot seat? Because when you look at that, when you look at that conference, it is Michigan and Ohio State. Maybe Penn State can play a spoiler to one of the two. But like, it's those two. Those two guys are, are competing for it. It's very interesting. He's only lost like four or five games, I think, that he's been right, to Ohio but, State. But two of them are in Michigan and in Columbus, Ohio. That's a problem. Yes, that is. I remember that we were talking the same thing about uh, Jim Horball, uh, about saying like, oh, maybe he, two years maybe, yeah, maybe he needs to go to the to the NFL. He can't beat him. Uh, but no, it's very... You mentioned wide receivers in Ohio State. This seemed to go together very well. So, like, I don't know if I could knock the kid for choosing Ohio State in terms of NFL pedigree and stuff like that. Um, is he a five-star or is he a four? He's a four-star kid. We've got him at, uh, less I knew, 103. That may change this week. Like I said, we're, we're yeah. doing ranking. Which, at that point, it's just semantics at that point um, in terms of all of it. But, uh, Gabe, appreciate you hopping on, recording a quick emergency podcast as uh, the Missouri Tigers landed williams Winery. Second highest recruit ever in the history of Missouri since we've been keeping track. Um, so there is a, there is no confirmation of the fact that the reason Maggie couldn't join us was she immediately ran to Harpo's in St. Louis to celebrate. I I can neither confirm nor deny the right. We can't confirm or deny. You'll have to check it out on social, I guess. But appreciate you guys listening to the end of this episode of Missouri. It was just a quick one. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with another episode, kind of breaking down some more football stuff. There's Gabe, you had some interesting stuff on PowerMizzou.com that I was reading about the, the football team and the offensive line. Just go, That's a professional tease right there. We, we always do. Every day we have interesting stuff. That's uh, that, that's That should be our motto. Just, hey, Mizzou, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. So make sure to go check that out as well, PowerMizzou.com, for all of the latest on Mizzou football and basketball, too. Basketball's killing it in recruiting as well. They got the number... 
was it six right now? I think it's less in the country by us. Uh, Some others have it as high as number three, so that means for now those guys' rankings are obviously better. Yes. Yeah, Mizzou fans will tell you that that's how it works. Uh, But no, they're in the hunt for a couple of big recruits too that could cement it as a top five class in in the country, which is huge for Dennis Gates and company, but I'm sure we'll be talking about that later. But I appreciate you guys listening again all the way to the end of this podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, as I mentioned. But until then, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.